Hi, I'm Sonny Fox. Welcome to this week's FoxCast. And this week, our special guest is perhaps one of the most famous ventriloquists of all time, certainly one of the most wealthy. He performs in Australia, he performs in Europe, China, all over the world. His Comedy Central specials have had the highest ratings of any comedy special. And of course, he plays Vegas and what else? Oh, he's very funny. This week, it's Jeff Dunham, and he brings along a couple of friends, too. None of which are real, by the way. When he arrived at the studio, I reminded him that we had actually worked together several years earlier. I want to remind you, we met. You were on our show in KISS FM 12 years ago in Miami. You 12 were, years in Miami, is that you, right? You and Walter came by, and uh, Walter right. was quite the crab ass, and uh, it was a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, you know what's unfair about that is that uh, Walter looks exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and you don't. I know. <laughs> no, I don't. You know, that's one of the things I say in my show is that, uh, you know, this show started out, the, the act started out young man, old man, and it made perfect sense. <laughs> but honestly, pretty soon we're going to be the Sunshine Boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. and, and it is, and the material is going to have to change change because I used to ask him advice about marriage and advice about life and he would you know crack his jokes and now I'm going to bypass him somewhere we're both going to be talking about our prostates and it's going to be bad. I was going to say you could always like draw, uh, carve some more wrinkles in put a colostomy bag on the side you know you, you can get back at him can you? <laughs> yeah you're right. Yeah. I just put him in a little wheelchair or laying in a bed or something. And, yeah, yeah. Pretty soon right. you'll have like a Stephen Hawking's doll you know. Just be, oh, that, you'll be talking to a nice. computer. Oh well. <laughs> now, I want to ask you about Walter, now that you brought him up. Uh, does Walter come from somebody in your real life? Yeah, I think just like an actor, every you know the character that you play, you draw from your uh, from your past. And uh, there was actually, it's in the book. Uh, uh, the real Walter was the father of a friend of mine uh, in the college town I was going to in Waco, Texas. His name was Walter. He's a grumpy old guy, and um, he was actually of the Korean War of, of Korean War veteran. Wow. And it was one of these guys that when you you'd talk to him, I mean, it was you know, it was you, you got you got what. Whatever he thought is what you heard. Oh, sure. And uh, yeah. And then the other inspiration for Walter was Betty Davis. The last time she was on Carson, honestly, the last time she was on Carson, here was a woman who'd been everywhere, done everything, uh, didn't care what anybody thought, and just spoke her mind. And it was unbelievably refresh refreshing. Carson would spin around in his chair laughing, and uh, I thought, you know, I could put this in the show. Uh, but you, you mentioned uh, Walter being a Korean vet. My Uncle John is a typical version of Walter. Uh, in fact, I will t tell you a quick story. His wife was ill recently, and she recovered, and I said, well, how, how else, Pat? How's your wife? He looks at me, he goes, Jimmy. He goes, she never missed a meal. <laughs> All she cares about is she made supper every night, you know? <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jeff Dunham. assuming way too much ladies and gentlemen <laughs> but thanks for coming out tonight I, I am happy to be in Orange County I'm happy to be in Santa Ana my mother-in-law had a dance studio she had this dance studio for 30 years she owned it and she ran it a few months ago she was four days away from closing the sale on the dance studio she was going to take the money retire and be independent live out the rest of her life then the hurricanes came Guess where my mother-in-law's dance studio was? West Palm Beach, Florida. Guess who's living with me and my family now in Los Angeles? 
say it again. I'm happy to be in Santa Ana. this happened to me in one house it's me my wife three little girls three female dogs two female rats one female fish now my mother-in-law and as a bonus my sister-in-law i'm growing a uterus as we speak the only other male in the household is my golden retriever bill and they had him neutered Oh, it was very sad. I came home after being gone for about five days. I walked in the front door. Bill's lying on the couch. He looks up like, dude, you're not going to believe what they did to me. Run. Well, our daughters now are eight, 10, and God forbid, 14 years of age. Thanks for your sympathy. My wife and I recognize that we are living on the verge of hell. Because from what I understand, when women live in the same house, apparently God has a sense of humor. Because eventually their biological time clocks synchronize. So I know when all my daughters get to be that age, I'll be sitting on the phone with my agent every three and a half weeks going, you gotta get me the hell out of here. My office door will be locked and all I hear is Daddy Let us in Bill will be sitting next to me Don't open the door Well I know some of you know what's going on this evening I have little people in boxes and uh I gotta tell you, the way security is at the airports nowadays when you try and check in with a small person in your luggage, they stop you. Most airports nowadays have these sophisticated equipment for checking your luggage. They're like big MRIs. They can check the contents, the materials, but some of the smaller airports don't. We all know Burbank Airport, just north of here a few miles, don't have all the sophisticated stuff. They still have to hand check a lot of luggage. I was in line about three and a half weeks ago, early one morning, very crowded. And most people, when you get your luggage hand-checked, it's no big deal. They might pull out your underwear like, ooh. But for me, they're pulling out dolls. And I figured out the way they decide whose luggage they're going to hand-check is a complete judgment call on these guys' parts. They look at you and they decide, and apparently I looked like a terrorist with a trunk. Because the server got to look in that trunk, I'm like, oh crap, here we go. So he takes the big trunk and he puts it on top of the silver table. He opens it up and the first thing he pulls out is one of my little guys, Peanut. You'll see him in a little while, you might know Peanut. But he pulls Peanut out and he's like, hey. People in line are like, hey, and I'm like, oh. Now they have these swabs and they swab whatever it is they're looking at. They then take the piece of material, they put it in the analyzer, it then checks to see if your stuff has come into contact with anything dangerous, chemicals, whatever. So the guy has peanut in one hand, swab in the other. This is all true, it's too stupid to make up. <laughs> he could have swabbed peanut on the head, on the foot. No, in front of God and everybody, swabs his butt, just like that. <laughs> I know it's only a puppet, but I work with the guy. There's a relationship here. 
And I'm sitting there watching this, and the first thing I find myself thinking is, why are you wiping my friend's butt? <laughs> he then takes a swab, puts it in the machine, shuts the door. I think we're finished. We start to put things away. Suddenly, the little machine goes, eh, 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 eh. Three more guys come out. They have me up against the wall. They're checking my ID. They're doing a background check on the internet. They're going through all my stuff. Takes 15 minutes. Now we're finished. Everything is fine. Then we start to put things back. And then I start to think, what the hell was on Peanut's butt? <laughs> that labeled me the potential terrorist. And this is all true. And I asked the guy, and he goes, well, it's all in code on the computer. Let's see. And he goes, uh, that would be uh, military-grade plastic explosives. And I go... <laughs> What? <laughs> and he goes, well, sometimes the machine confuses lotion for that. And I went, oh, no, there's no lotion on the puppet's ass. I've been building bombs in my garage. You caught me, Skippy. Thanks for straightening me out. I don't ever want to go through the Burbank airport again. There's only a small number of these guys that do all the checking. I know, next time I go through, they'll all be standing in a group, and one of them will point and go, there he is. There's the gay puppet bomber. There's lotion on his puppets. Jeff Dunham, our guest this week. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, excuse me, oh. uh, Sonny. Uh, you, you see, it's uh, me, Walter. I just had to pop in and say hi. Yeah, butt right in, Walter. That's all right. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, uh, you know, when you do the radio, I wanted to come in too, see your studios. It's a lovely place here. Yes, Thanks it is. for having me. I want to ask yeah, you, wanna... couple, can I ask you a couple questions or you want to say something first? I don't care. <laughs> we, we have time. Yeah, well, let's either way, whatever you want. Well, you've been married now for what thirty-seven years, is it? Uh, yeah, something like that. Now, do you take your? We saw you in Vegas uh, about a year ago. Do you bring your wife on the road with you? No, she she usually stays at home. How long have you guys been married? Uh, fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not a long time. You know. <laughs> You know, I wrote a book on marriage. You open it up, and every page in big, bold letters, it just says, don't. That's it. <laughs> you, know? you know? I'm telling you, after a few years of marriage, till death do us part changes from a sweet little vow to an interesting idea. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now, what's your secret, to, uh, now, what's your secret while you're a long marriage? I mean... Oh, I, I think that I'm on the road all the time with Jeff. I don't have to go home and face it all the time. Ah. Have you read his book? Have you read the book yet? No. No, he hasn't given me a free copy yet, but I intend oh, to. Oh, yeah, right? we got or the free copy. So this is, a, this is a good show on a budget. Is yeah, that right, what it is? Exactly, exactly. I understand. Well, we'll do that. But I got to tell you, that, you know, after this book, the, the ugly truth is finally going to come out. Jeff spends most of his late night hours with a smaller man in his lap. It's a sad thing. <laughs> yeah, but he makes an awful lot of money doing it. Oh, I don't. I, I, does he? I don't get to see those... Those tax returns. Oh, well, let me ask you one more thing about being on the road. If your wife isn't there, I mean, not that you would want to promote this, but don't you have groupies being a star? Oh, we have groupies, yes. As a matter of fact, how ironic. The book starts out with Jeff running around a hotel room naked, claiming an adult film store star stole his wallet. It's kind of sad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah we have groupies, and uh, we have people that show up. Some folks are just a little too excited to see me, but that's okay, you 
You know what I mean? Well, so, and, and so that's why Jeff wrote the autobiography. It's just telling all these stories and how it started. You know, you know, Sonny, uh, anyone can get an autobiography published. Did you know that? No. Oh, I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with Justin Bieber, but uh, what kind of struggles has this kid been through? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just sad. Seriously, though, what garbage has he had that, you know, chapter eight, the acne month? You know what I mean? (laughs) You've had a lot more experiences than that, I can tell. Yeah, yeah. chapter nine, choosing the right bowl for my haircut. It's not good. By the way, Walter, how old are you? I don't know. We don't talk about those things, Sonny, because then if I say an age, then I don't get certain parts. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's a showbiz thing. As everybody was coming in tonight, they were given an opportunity or two to ask you a question. Yeah, so before the show started, I grabbed a small handful. Yeah, I think you should answer them. Here in a blue shirt in the front row, would you throw one out? Hello? (laughs) Did you throw one out? Where are you going? Sit the hell down. <laughs> this is TV. <laughs> the hell? <laughs> Think he's going to take a whiz? I <laughs> These are extensive tickets, yeah, extensive setup, a lot of production, yeah. Divide it all up. If he's gone for three minutes, he's taking a $600 whiz. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> Is he coming back? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll wait, right? What's that guy's first name? Mike. Mike. Dumbass. <laughs> Are the sneakers hooked up in the bathroom? Yes, they're. Oh, Mike! <laughs> We're waiting for you, Mike! <laughs> kind of tough to go with all this pressure, isn't it, Mike? <laughs> Mike! Get out! <laughs> Mike's taking a long time. Could be having trouble. What does Mike do for a living? Transportation. He, he's, he does transportation? What the hell does that mean? Medical transportation? Could you hear us in there? Mike. Somebody pull a string, he's not talking. Mike, could you hear us in there? I can't hear you. Well, we could hear you. You didn't wash your hands. On 
sorry, just kidding around. What, what was your first name here in the blue shirt? Oh, Nick. Oh, Nick. Good oh, to yeah. see you, Nick. Now, Nick, what do you do for a living? I work in construction. Oh, construction. What kind of construction? What do you do? I work with a general contractor. Well, you work with a general. You're not the general contractor. Oh, no. You work not with yet. one. I will be. So what is your title, Nick? Uh, I guess you could consider it uh, framing and drywalling. Framing and drywalling. Uh, got anything for that, dumbass? <laughs> You know, Nick, we got jokes for doctors and lawyers and even trash collectors, but the framing and drywalling guy. Not in our arsenal of snappy comebacks. <laughs> now, we're not going to bother going home and writing any, because, hey, what are the freaking odds now? <laughs> Sorry. It was Nick, all right? Was it Nick or Nick? Yeah, Nick. Nick and Mike. Mike and Nick. Dumbasses. <laughs> all right, now some of the folks signed these and some of them didn't. I don't give a damn. All right, all right where is uh, Valerie? What is that? I don't know. What is it? Renu? Renee? Remy? Ramsey? Valerie, where are you? I hear about right there. He says, Dear Walter, how do you take off 10 years to look younger? Oh, me? Oh, that would be Thompson's water seal. <laughs> this is from Milton. Dear Walter, my wife sits at home all day and won't work. How can I get her to get a job? Well, Milton, you're going to have to die. <laughs> Where is uh, Nick Manos? Right here. Uh, oh, Nick! Oh, oh, Nick. Oh, crap, I recognize him. That's our gay stalker. <laughs> I need medical transportation. <laughs> Dear Walter, time and time again, I have filled out this sheet six times. You never answer my question, what gives? Let's skip that one. <laughs> this is from Chris. It's Chris. Uh, it's a girl, Chris. Dear Walter, you read this. Uh, dear Walter, after nine and a half years, my boyfriend still hasn't... Pop the question. That's just poop the question. <laughs> Chris, you need to learn to spell, I think. How the hell do you poop the question? I guess you should listen from the other end. <laughs> Walter, why don't chicken breasts have nipples? <laughs> what? I guess because if they got too cold, they poke a hole in the package. <laughs> Jeff Dunham is our guest this week. Now, you were given, I, I noticed, by the way, one of the characters, um, uh, Bubba J, looks an awful lot like your first 
puppet, Mortimer Snurd. Is that a coincidence or what? Oh, absolutely. No, not a coincidence. Uh, uh, Mortimer Snurd was the first dummy that I had as a kid. I was eight years old, and under the Christmas tree in 1970, the little plastic toy Mortimer <laughs> Snurd showed up. And so he was my first dummy and uh, started doing little shows with him and school book reports and Cub Scout banquets and the whole thing. Um, so uh, Edgar Bergen, and at that time, you know, there was no internet. There was no way to research anything except by going to the library, God forbid, right? right. <laughs> and um, Edgar Bergen was was the only guy I could find anything really written on concerning ventriloquism. And uh, Charlie McCarthy and Mortimer Snurd were his main characters. And I <clears throat> very much emulated what uh, Bergen uh, did with the comedy. I, I would focus on the spoken word and the jokes and the characterizations. And so Edgar Bergen was yeah, very much, uh, you know, uh, what I who I emulated, and uh, and oh. then growing up as the char- my characters got stronger and better, I wanted to come up with that dumb type character. So when I I um, when I was actually sculpting Bubba J, it was pretty much my uh, uh, homage to uh, to Bergen. Yeah, he looks like a, a young, smaller uh, Mortimer <laughs> Snurd. Well, they, sure, they, it looks like his cousin. The beautiful <laughs> part about Walt, uh, Mortimer Snurd, though, as a matter of fact, I made a mistake of telling Jake Johansson once he reminded me of him. In real life. <laughs> That's nice, <laughs> but because he was a lovable, he meant well. He never, yeah, he may have been stupid, but he meant well. And sometimes his ideas weren't that far off. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and as Bergen said, that uh, Mortimer knew that he was stupid, so that almost made him smart. <laughs> <laughs> now, also, I, I saw in some of your biography stuff here that uh, you got a chance to meet Jimmy Nelson, who uh, Jimmy, I believe, had Danny, o, uh, uh, no, Danny O'Day and Farfel. Right, Danny O'Day and Farfel. You ever meet them? Oh, sure. You know, Jimmy, uh, we have a con- ventriloquist convention every year, which is kind of a frightening thing. But uh, there are 400 people that show up every year. And, uh, you know, 300 and, or eight of us are full-timers and do it for a living. And the other 392 are, you know, they're the weekend warriors that do one show a month, and they're way too serious about it. Right. But Jimmy shows up every single year. I've been going every year since 1975. And Jimmy actually became a good friend. And, uh, uh, yeah, long longtime friend and Danny O'Day and Farfel. He still does little shows here, there, and everywhere. He just turned 82, I think. Or well, I, I like hate that. to admit it, but I remember seeing his show on TV. Sure. Well, he was on uh, the... Uh, he would do the commercials for Nestle's Quick. Right. He would do it for Texaco on, on Milton Berle's show. Um, that's how far back he goes. I think yeah, he was on a show for a while that had something to do with a big top or something. I don't remember. But, you uh, know, I wish I was more of a historian, but uh, sounds good to yeah, me. Yeah, or as old as I am, right. <laughs> matter of fact, all my memories in, in black and white. Are you ready? Si, senor. There's something the new folks don't know. Tell them what you are. I'm the jalapeno on the stick. That's our jalapeno on a stick. See, tell them your name. My name is Jose. Jose, you hey, hey, what? Jose jalapeno. On the stick. <laughs> and you're Mexican. No, senor. Mexicans are from Mexico. I see. I am Cuban. Ah, I'm from Florida. Wait. <laughs> I understand you guys had a good day today. Yes, we had a great day. No, we did not. Yes, no, yes, no. We did not have a good day. Yes, we had <laughs> a great freaking day. <laughs> Did you have a good day? Yeah. No, shut up. <laughs> a good day? Yes. No, shut up. <laughs> You're supposed to have taken him to the spa. I took him to the spa. 
he put me in the vegetable steamer. It's the same thing. The same thing it is, too. It gets hot, and then it gets steamy, and then it goes ding. Mexican condiment. A condiment. I do not use them. You don't, and neither did your mother. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, your mother's a corn dog. <laughs> On the stick. All right. <laughs> Look, Jose, are you happy? Si, senor, I am happy. Good. What the hell is happy? <laughs> are you always happy? I'm not happy on Halloween. Oh. What the hell is wrong with Halloween? <laughs> There are no costumes on the stick. <laughs> you could be a fudge sickle. <laughs> Did anything else happen today? No. See, damn. <laughs> what else happened? How, we're getting out of the car today. Out of the car, what happened? He slammed my stick in the door. <laughs> and now I have this sore stick. <laughs> Peanut, did you apologize? <laughs> no. Why not? Because I couldn't. I couldn't breathe. Why couldn't you breathe? Because he was laughing too hard. <laughs> Man, it was funny. He looked like a hood ornament from Taco Bell. We are just going to have to apologize. All right, all right, all right. I'll say, I'm, I'm sorry. He's okay. Okay. And I hope you die. <laughs> you can just have to be nicer to him. I just say, uh, What are you doing? I'm speaking to Jose in his native tongue. We don't do that. Why not? Well, it makes me feel left out. <laughs> huh? Well, I don't speak Spanish. It Picture, if you will. Look, I was there, an unusual kind of guy. What makes you happiest in life? My BMW. He has a BMW. Yeah, big Mexican woman. <laughs> On the stick. Jose, would you feel better in the box? He's much nicer in the box. Okay. Whoa! Oh, dude. Well, I thought you were going to drop him. Oh, jeez. That would have been funny as hell. Do not drop me, senor. I won't drop you, Jose. I would then be Jose Jalapeno on the floor. <laughs> Do a little tap dance. We got salsa. <laughs> That's terrible. Not with the right kind of chips. It's not. Stop it. <laughs> I'll stir you with your own sticks. <laughs> this is the way we stir the quark, stir the quark, stir the quark. Olay! I'm sorry, Jose. It's okay. Okay, don't close the door. Why not? The cockroaches. <laughs> you have cockroaches in there? One big one. A big one. On the stick. Senor, what? I need to come back out. I'm going with the show, Jose. You stay right there. Senor, what? I need to come back out. <laughs> you can't come back out. 
I wish to see the senoritas. What? I want to see the girls. What girls? Any girls. What makes you think a girl would want to see you? Jose has this tea. <laughs> kind of racy out here, isn't it? <laughs> Jose, you just stay right there. I'm going to serenade the senoritas. No, you can't sing. I'm going to sing. You can't sing. I, 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 I am Jose Jalapeno. You love jalapenos. You love me, you do. You love jalapenos. I give nice dick to you. Thank you, Jose. Good trick, senor. <laughs> Say goodnight, Jose. Goodnight, Jose. And that's Jose Jalapeno and his feet. Thank you. Oh, that's a Jose Jalapeno on a stick. What are you doing? Oh, stinking Japanese. You don't know Japanese. Yeah, I do. Toyota. Oh, Godzilla! That's not right. Oh, you're right at the Godzilla! Uh, Jeff, I gotta ask you when you're traveling, uh, this is sort of the business end of the deal. When you're traveling, do you have to be careful because uh, all your friends aren't riding in first class? They're probably in luggage, right? <laughs> excuse me, uh, excuse me, Sonny. This is Ahmed, oh, and I am going to jump in and answer this question for Jeff. And by the way, the name of the book is all by myself. You forgot about the my. Uh, it's my all by myself, oh, oh. but it's okay. It's okay. No, it's no. You, we didn't give you the free book, so you don't know what the title is. Who cares? <laughs> well, and so, and it's not true that that guy in Florida is going to have a burning of Jeff's books. It's not true. Now, I want to ask so, about security on the plane though i mean you know don't you have problems with that well you know we went to south africa not long ago and carrying a dead terrorist in the suitcase <laughs> is not a good idea in south africa <laughs> yes. so yes the security was not happy about this hey how did you vote did you vote today uh yeah. well i i'm gonna run right out after the show believe me I, am i supposed <laughs> to believe this <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, you can't well, vote anyway. You're not a citizen, are you? No, I'm not a citizen, but I'm very interested in what's going on. You know, you know, uh, uh, Obama was on Comedy Central not long ago. Did you see this? Uh-huh. Yes, I did. That was just sad. I understand he'll be doing his next State of the Union address on Telemundo. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> did well, I go too far? No uh, one cares. Right. <laughs> yes. Well, how, uh, did, how, well, did, uh, how did you and Jeff become friends? I don't know the, the origin of your relationship. You are making a big assumption. Well, well, okay. I did not say we were friends. We worked together. Yes, because I tried to blow up the case where Walter was, and it did not happen, and so now I'm in the show. That's as simple as it is. Ah, I see. Yes, yes. In, in, anyway, did you hear that Bill Clinton was out stumping? Did you hear that? No. I thought, is that what we're calling it now? Anyway. <laughs> 
I told you I went too far. Would you like to talk to Jeff again now? Yeah, is he still there? <laughs> I want to talk about Charlie Sheen first. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 it's okay. Uh, that you. guy is more messed up than Tony Romo's clavicle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He's about as stable as a Chilean mine shaft. <laughs> I want to say one thing. He was caught with a porn star. Did you hear that? Yes, I did. Porn stars and hookers. What's up with this guy? Does he go to a car dealer and say, I want the sexiest sports car you have, but it has to have been driven by hundreds of men before me? <laughs> Thank you for the drum thing. Yes. I was wondering that if that was, was very come nice. Along. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you back to Jeff. Okay, Ahmed. Thank you very much. So that was Ahmed. Uh. I'll actually back to the original question. Uh, when Sorry. you're when you're traveling, you're traveling, yeah. and do do you have like dog sniffing dogs going after your luggage? I mean, this is a normal luggage, is it? You know, it is. It is really funny. Now it's it's gotten to the point where usually the security guys kind of recognize me, so that's kind of fun. But it was uh, or easier. It was a little more fun when they didn't recognize me because my my favorite one was going through Birmingham, Alabama, and you know that the dummies' heads they have mechanics inside them. There's right. you know there's uh, levers and strings and all that. Uh-huh. I was going through security in Birmingham, Alabama. This was pre nine eleven. But I go through. The guy looks at the screen. He looks back at me. He's looking at the suitcase in the in the in the X ray. And he says, he goes, I swear, he goes, hey, you got a banjo in there? <laughs> and I said, I said, a banjo? And without missing a beat, I go, with a straight face, I said, no, it's a head. And, and the guy goes, oh, well, have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> but the drive down here did suck. Yes, it did. Oh, my God. It was in the 405, then the 5. Thank goodness we turn on the radio and listen to the traffic report. How much good did that do us? None whatsoever. <laughs> I hate the traffic reports. They're a waste of time. Right, let me do the traffic reports. I'll save everyone a lot of time and money. All right. Hey, Peanut, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. There's a lot of traffic out there. What's going on? It's 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> everyone left their house at the same damn time. Back to you. <laughs> Call me back at 5.30. I'll tell you the same thing. <laughs> Only guess what? They're going the other way. Pissed me off today? What? Turn to use my cell phone. Having trouble? Just like the stinking commercials. Can you hear me now? Hold on now. Now, hold on now. Now, 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 now. You know what you don't hear in those commercials? What? The other end of the conversation. guy's not getting any of this. I've been watching him the whole time. It's all going... Nyow. I'm just kidding, buddy. What's your name? What is your name? I'm freaking looking right at you. Aren't I? I think so. Fix my eyes. It's hard to talk to somebody if you're not looking right at them. I know. It's like trying to talk to somebody who has a lazy eye. You don't know which eye to focus on. Yeah, they're done that. You're sitting there talking to them thinking, oh, crap, should I be looking at that eye or that eye? 
someone here has a lazy eye. I'll confuse them. Here I am. On here. 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 <laughs> you know what pesto is? Pesto. It's the stuff that goes on salad and pizza. Oh, pesto. It's a magician with a hair lip. Pesto. <laughs> So many years of hair lip. Sorry. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Boy, what if they have a hair lip and a lazy eye? They're really gonna need this stuff. <laughs> Back to you, dude. I'm kidding. You right here with the blonde hair and the glasses. What is your first name? Terry. Terry. <laughs> what do you do for a living, Terry? I'm a business analyst. A, a business analyst. Fascinating. <laughs> How the hell is that working? Go to a business and go, <laughs> You are a business. <laughs> Before this, before this, we were in uh, D.C. Ah, yes, Washington, D.C., doing a show in a theater, a lovely theater. About five minutes in the show, I hadn't looked down. That where you're sitting, dude. There was a guy sitting right there where you are. The he was facing that way. Right. And every time I said something, the guy went... <laughs> and I go, hey, buddy, what are you doing? The guy was... <laughs> was a signer. Right. A signer. Think about this for a second. They brought a bunch of deaf people to see the ventriloquist. <laughs> what? What do you do next week? Going to take out a blind folks to see David Copperfield. <laughs> The elephant disappeared. <laughs> it just disappeared. <laughs> oh my god, he's juggling now. You should see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what are we missing? <laughs> Sad part is, this is all completely true. <laughs> We're going to hell, aren't we? <laughs> Here we are. No. Jeff Dunham, our guest this week. I first met Jeff like 12 years ago on the radio show I was doing in South Florida. And since then, Jeff, you've achieved uh, much success. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of success. And I really am happy for you. Let me ask you a question because we all know you're wealthier than hell, all right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we saw you in that leather jacket in Vegas. Anyway, what, 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 is the, what is the first thing Jeff Dunham went out and bought totally unnecessary just because he had the money and he wanted to? A new iPod. <laughs> oh, big crazy! You're nuts. I'm nuts. No, no honestly, I think I think the uh, well, well. Don't forget, uh, 
half of this money is going to someone else who I'm no longer with. Oh, yeah, so I that's see. a that's a sad uh, sad. <laughs> thing. Now who's the dummy? Right. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> pump. Where's that? And um, so, uh, but uh, honestly, I think that the the coolest thing that I I actually did go treat myself to a sports car. I bought a Ford GT, and the Ford GT was one they had for only a couple of years, and it's uh it was the you know the last really cool consumer available actual uh, race car. Wow. And uh, you know it. it they only made them for uh, like three years, but it's unbelievably cool. Now I get to sit and look at it. It's great. <laughs> Did, do I understand? I was told through, uh, through the grapevine that you have a helicopter or a, a private plane. Well, there? there's this company in uh, Arizona that's been building these kits for decades. And, uh, yeah, I, I actually build these helicopter kits and fly them. And these guys have been in business for a long, long time. And um, I started that back in college years. Um, bought the first kit and started uh, and built it and flew it for a few hundred hours, then sold it, bought another one, built it, flew it. And that's what I've been doing. I'm actually working on my fourth one right now. Well, and I've never been I've never been killed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, really? I, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. I've only been in a helicopter a few times because of promotional things like they'll they'll pick you up, and take you out to the fairgrounds or something like that. Uh, right. And it, even those professionally built in France, I was scared to death. How, how would you have the balls to build a helicopter by yourself <laughs> and then get in it and fly it? I mean, you must be pretty self-confident. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the company's really good because they take you through training, and in that training, you get your actual license. They also teach you to do maintenance and all preventative stuff. So, you know, while you're building this thing, if, if you're halfway intelligent, you're thinking, all right, and, uh, you know, and the FAA has to come out and inspect it when you're done. So it's a legit, it's a legit thing. Yeah. And, yeah, every nut and bolt you think, what I, uh, you know, my life depends on this one bolt. Do I trust it? Yeah, I was so. going to say. Uh, I, one right. more thing before you go. Uh, you mentioned at the very beginning of the conversation that uh, you woke up one Christmas morning and there was a Mortimer nerd uh, puffin under the tree. Uh, right. You were, what, eight years old or six years old? Right. Eight years old, yeah. Now, uh, what I failed to ask you was, most little boys don't get up and find one of those under the tree unless they give mom and dad some idea they wanted one. Uh, I right. mean, did, you, did you develop that desire and, and drop some hints for them, or did they just decide well, to make you a ventriloquist? That's one of those 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 things in life that you wonder if this hadn't happened, where would I be now? When yeah. We all have those moments and those people that we come across, and uh, that was literally it was one of those days in like November, you know, November of that year. I was running through a toy store with my mom, and I saw the dummy, and I picked it up, and I said, "Mom, can I have this?" And she says, "No," and I put it back on the shelf, and then forgot about it. And then that year, it showed up under the tree. So you know, many times I've thought, "What if she hadn't?" You know, what if she thought this was a lame thing for? A kid to be doing right. and uh, so i got to give my mom and my dad a lot of credit for Are that and the book is the book is dedicated to them and uh they're they're in their 80s now and they're delighted to have this thing out there i was gonna ask there. you if they're still both with us or okay oh sure yeah they're uh they're getting older but they're they're having fun and there's some stories in the book that they had no idea i mean they they don't know some of the things that i've been through there's ups and downs and just like everybody's life so what is mom's favorite uh, character on stage Oh, I don't know if mom has a favorite. She, yeah, she, you know, for years. I mean, that's that's another one of the stories in the book, or the things that I talk about is that he she doesn't like Walter's language sometimes, and uh, uh, but of all the characters, I think she likes Peanut because he seems to be the most most innocent of the. And characters. what about your dad? Do you have a favorite? 
you know, that's weird. You'd think they'd tell me stuff like that, but I just, I think they're somewhat bewildered by the success as well. I mean, <laughs> you know, the fact that we're doing tours of Africa, South Africa, and we're doing Europe and Australia, I mean, it, it boggles my mind sometimes. So I, they don't really talk about that. <laughs> well, I wish you all the best. It's, it's wonderful to see your success and and uh, you, oh, you have a new puppet, by the way. The terrorist has. Oh a- yeah, I actually have a couple new characters. But uh, I was in, I had a very small role in a movie called Dinner for Schmucks, and the dummy I created for the movie, uh, her name is Diane, and this is the first time I've ever had a female character in the act. But it's really fun because you know Walters had the male point of view for so many years, and now we have the female side of things. And I, you know, I actually had to f- hire a couple of female writers, uh, middle-aged female writers, because I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand the point of view. <laughs> And uh, it's it's really fun to have that voice in there. Now. I remember seeing her in the previews. Now I got to go out and get that movie and watch it. Yeah, I, and I she's doing it. really really well in the show, the live show. It's a lot of fun. Excellent. Well, we've been talking to Jeff Dunham. Jeff is the guy who the convention uh, of events they have of ventriloquists have declared him a retired champion and no longer eligible to enter because <laughs> he's just too damn good. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, Jeff. Thanks so much. <laughs> Jeff Dunham, my guest this week on the Foxcast. I'm Sonny Fox. And if you like it, tell your friends. Go to sunnyfox.podbean.com and listen anytime you want. All the previous shows are there as well. Next week, another great guest. I won't tell you who, but you're going to enjoy it. And we hope you enjoyed this one. Thanks for listening.